1: This depressing-ass episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you. Yep, that's right. Patreon.com slash Blue Breakaway. You can get access to all our BSBOTs, our Discord, and much more, because that's how we keep the show going. Greg and I will be discussing the end of the New York Rangers season in a very depressing manner versus the New Jersey Devils. For the next 55 minutes, you'll be able to hear great analysis as to why the Rangers have failed with maybe their most talented roster of all time. You might expect me to scream. You might expect me to yell. But honestly, I'm mostly like a disappointed father. I just, I just think you could have done better, and that's how I feel about the Rangers. So, without further ado, let's get to Mark Messier, and uh, let's get to the show. Here we go.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast.
1: Hey, Bushwick fans, welcome (laughs) to the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan, where the Rangers were just shut out. Four to nothing, at least when I last looked. To the New Jersey Devils in Game 7 of the entry round. And it's not even the third biggest story in the NHL this week. But boy, Greg, uh, there will will be no five-star questions this week. There will be no, uh, why not us? There will be no, is this team good? It'll be... Fifty minutes of what the hell just happened.
2: Forte is the morning line favorite at the Kentucky Derby this weekend. He's starting at three to one.
1: I saw um, that he's 15th horse in, right? Yeah. Good, it, good. You don't want to be too close to the rail to start. At the Got Kentucky it. Derby really well, important. Anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it's, it's a very interesting ride. These NHL playoffs. You, if we were, if you were to ask me after game two, I would have said, I don't think we'll get to this point simply because the New York Rangers are playing at such a high level and the Devils aren't. Would have thought it would have ended sooner. If you asked me after game five, we have gotten to this point? I would have said no because it looked like the New York Rangers were dead and there was no chance in hell in my eyes that they were winning game six. And then if you asked me after the first period tonight, I'm curious what your take was because it was both a relief the New York Rangers... We're tied 0-0. And also a disappointment just because of the power plays that they had. And I felt uneasy being like, we don't deserve to be up. But we should have had a goal. So I think I'm okay at 0-0. And then it after the first goal, I, I, I just didn't. I thought that was a game-set match. I, I truly did. I, I, more so than any game in this series. I thought tonight the Rangers needed to score first. And when they didn't, I was like, All right, this is gonna suck the rest of this game. And you know what, Ryan? Sure as did. Sure really did.
1: Sure did suck. It almost seemed like from from the word go. It was like if the the Rangers have to it wasn't the Rangers can win this game. It was the Rangers have to find a way to win this game. Meaning the Devils were the way better team from the start. The four check was ridiculous. They were all over the Rangers. I believe the shots taken, not shots on goal, but shots taken was like 13-1 to 1 at some point. There was no legitimate, like if you go look at the shot chart, it'll be posted this offseason. Don't worry. The shot chart for this game, the Rangers are taking shots from the circles. They're taking shots from the blue line. There's nothing really happening. Where, where most of the devil's action is, is in front of Igor the whole time. And the only There's only one notable moment in this entire game for the Rangers, and that's when Truba hits Nico Heischer. And outside of that, I can't really tell you. Lafreniere had an opportunity or two in front of the net, like possible tip-ins. They weren't great chances. They were he was, he was trying to make something happen. And, and Panarin, too many turnovers. Patrick Kane, ineffective. Mika Zabinajad, pinned down. Adam Fox, maybe one of the worst games of his career uh, to see. And honestly, Greg, if I were, were to rank... The players in this game, who were, who showed up, I would tell you the answers are as follows: Igor Shosturkin, Gap, Tyler Mott, and the and and Barclay Goodrow, Nico Mikula. Like that's that's where I. Uh,
2: I thought Cago had another good game. I did. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because of. No, you're right. Many cause... circumstances, I would say.
1: Yes, uh... but I,
2: I thought I legitimately thought he played well. I also thought Drojack played well. I really do.
1: Yeah, Kako had a couple got times where he was able to fight on the fight on the boards, uh steal the pucks and and try and make plays. I saw that. Of course didn't, you know, didn't matter anyway. But the Devils, I think and I think you, we can say this. We're the better team this series. There are times you def- lose a series Definitely from
2: game 3 onward. Like yes. if, it, if you just judge this series from games 3 through 7, honestly the New York Rangers shouldn't have even won once. Really should not have.
1: No. I mean, Game 6, they they came out flat, but then they, they ended up winning, going ahead, and they stood on Igor's, Igor's back, and that was kind of it. But going into Game 7, I mean, everything that's not Game 3, the Devils changed their system. And I think, whether we want to or not, Greg, I think we have to give credit to Lindy Ruff and his staff, whether it was Lindy Ruff or not, a man we laughed at. When the New Jersey Devils hired him. Uh, they made the adjustments. That the New York Rangers could not adjust back to. And I think you kind of like. Greg there, there's plenty of blame to go around here. And I'm not just blame, blaming Gerard Gallant. And we will get to Gerard Gallant. But. They made adjustments that the Rangers couldn't couldn't fight back to. There were plenty of times tonight where like. The breakouts for the Devils. Were built in. They were They were systems. There was no system for the New York Rangers. It was hope, pray that the the star and talent plays out, and Igor Shesterkin is there. I don't believe Gerard Glant will be the coach of this team next year. I don't. I didn't believe it back in December. I think it gets pretty pretty bad pretty quickly. I can't imagine James Dolan watches this game and is very happy about it. Neither is Tr- Chris Drury. And uh, hey, there's there's a lot of credit to go around. But the, the here's here's why the Rangers lost. They didn't have a system. The talent didn't show up. The players were invisible. Jack Hughes is a superstar. Everybody else in the Devils didn't show up with the exception of like Eric Holla, who was awesome for the Devils, Jack Hughes, and their 22-year-old rookie goaltender who was never fully tested, but they swarmed, and it didn't matter if they scored or not. They, didn't ma- they made sure the Rangers didn't control possession of the puck for the last five games, and it was a struggle for them.
2: Yeah, I'll even give even more credit to Schmidt. I thought he did actually adjust. There were no rebounds for the Rangers to try. There were maybe two, at most three, rebound opportunities for the Rangers to take advantage of. Uh, Kane had one, but even then heavily defended near the crease. I think Trocek had one, and I'm struggling to clearly think of a third. Schmidt was a vacuum tonight. You put anything on him, he was great with the glove. He played great. I... I don't even think he outplayed Igor Shostakhin to your point. He didn't have to. Didn't and I think to. that is a big, again, That again, credit where all credit is due. Um, we had a lot of nice things to say about the devils going into this series. We didn't have a lot of nice things to say about the devils after the first two games of this series, but the devils dictated the play in every game. Well, at least the games that I watched um, from game three onward and, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of blame to go around, and I'm sure we'll go down and break this down in individually and into pieces here. And I, I, I said this after Game 5, and I meant it then, and I do mean it now. I'm, I'm never going to let Gerard Gallant off the hook for necessarily not adjusting to what the Devils were doing and X, Y, and Z, and so on and so forth. At the same time, I can acknowledge that and also say that the New York Rangers have a lot of guys on this team that should be able to make adjustments on them, on themselves. And they didn't. And I think that is. A bit of an indictment. Um, and a fair one. That needs to be pointed at the players. Simply because. You know. You can't say two things at the same time. You can't say the New York Rangers got to the playoffs. In spite of Gerard Gallant. And then only blame Gerard Gallant. When things go wrong in the playoffs. This is a scenario where there's a lot of blame to go around. And. I am, uh, it's going to be a super interesting off season to say the least, because I think the Rangers don't have room for a lot to happen, but I think what will happen is going to be a lot. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. It's funny. You say that I, you know, he sign now they don't have a lot of room and let's get this out of the way. Now the Bruins are out. The Rangers are out. The Tampa Bay lightning are out. And I know this doesn't matter, but the Wilder out; those are all big markets. Those are huge markets for the NHL. Now, that I know the Leafs are still in. I get that. That's that's important. I'm kind of rooting for the Leafs to go all the way now because that's the only way this cap goes fucking up. Because all those major markets are gone, and without the cap going up, you know, we we're gonna have a lot of summer to talk about what the hell's gonna happen. And I don't want to start theorizing today because today is just about what what happened in this playoff series, how how it went down, and who didn't show up, and which was everybody. But there is so much to do this offseason with so little money. And I just don't, I can't imagine that a lot stays the same in terms of the bench, in terms of depth players. There will be, Brendan Othman will be on this team next year. Uh, I, I can't imagine Vlad Tarasenko is on this team as much as I would love to have him back for one more run. And we'll see what happens with Patrick Kane. So, uh, and I, I will say, I don't think Kane has really endeared himself to most Ranger fans um, at all. I'd, I'd say that. I'd, I'd say that's a fair take there, right, guy? Yeah. Uh, I saw. I think it was what was a Heat Daddy six nine four twenty whatever he is on Twitter, and he was like, "Hey, I'm looking at Kane tweets, and it's all Ranger fans fucking destroying him." <laughs> it's like, yeah, kind of get that he's playing on a bad hip one of the reasons the Rangers didn't want to trade for him in the first place. They just wanted to go Vlad and move along. And Kane was like, come get me. We got to do this. We're going to go on a run. Uh, There's really not a lot of Patrick Kane in a New York Ranger uniform moments that are very memorable. Put it that way. Uh, He had that nice play in game two. That's about it. That's about it. It's truly it. It, and that it was a lot of, like, is this working on the power play? I don't really see it. There's a couple plays he made. I'm not saying Patrick Kane isn't talented. People are probably yelling at, at the mic right now, whatever. He's definitely got the talent in there. I think he's hurt, and I'm not sure he was a fit for this team. I'm not sure he was. Vlad Tarasenko was super fucking a fit for this team in many ways. Uh, but just
2: He really didn't need both of them. At the same time... You can't well, say no. I can't. You can't say no, and... I'm not gonna sit here and say if the Rangers didn't have Patrick Kane and they had someone like Johnny Brodzinski in their bottom 6 they they're winning this series. They lost this series for a lot more reasons than what Patrick yeah, it's Kane not just Patrick did Kane. or did not do. The Devils it's, destroyed them. Yeah. Destroy them. Uh, it's tough. There, there are two minds if we want to start with Patrick Kane and what we think the future is. There are two minds to go about it. In one mind, and not you don't even have to go too far into the past to remember that, like. James Dolan is still a man that likes his big names. And whether Patrick Kane is or is not that guy, what he is and what he always will be in the National Hockey League, whether you like him or not, is a big name. He has that star power that makes certain owners feel a certain way about certain players. Patrick Kane's definitely that guy. He's definitely going to want to be here. Um, You have it on good authority. He'll settle for being here on the super cheap, especially if he's not going to be healthy at the um, beginning of the season. So Uh, it'll be just so everyone
1: knows. I do think he ends up getting surgery this off season. That's just my personal opinion, not informed.
2: Right. And I, with all the holes, the Rangers do have, if a guy like Patrick Kane, who is going to miss the start of the season, settles for a one year deal on a contract below $2 million, even with as bad of a seven games he had here in these playoffs, or six, again, if you want to give him credit. He's probably coming back for that price. Yeah. At the same time, the other side of this coin is the other team in the Garden right now, super successful, even without what they did in Game 1 against the Heat. They're in the second round of playoffs. They are hosting a playoff series. They have a legitimate chance, thanks to the Bucs losing, to get to an Eastern Conference Final and possibly an NBA Final. They did that largely... By avoiding this fancy stars and investing in younger talent who needed a stage to shine. I'm talking specifically about Brunson, but because like old Nick teams, instead of going Brunson, they would have found a way to like trade for a Kyle Lowry, someone that has a ring and pedigree, but is on the wrong side of 30 and has had a couple, not Kyle Lowry years, years already under his belt. And for the most part, Dolan has kind of trusted the process and he's kind of trusted the process a lot with Drury as well. So if Drury goes Dylan is like, no, man, fuck it. They're like, what's the point here? I don't want him. I could see that scenario. I just, I don't know. It, there's, you're having two conversations about Patrick Kane every time. You, you could have it as the logical hockey fan that sees what he does here and goes, this guy doesn't fucking fit here. Forget it. Even with a better hip, what is he going to add? And then there's the conversation of, he's still Patrick fucking Kane to the eyes of the people who are in decision-making positions in the National Hockey League. So I'm not going to sit here and say six really bad playoff games is going to be enough to get the Rangers off that scent. I, I would expect them to be a Ranger next year. It's not me endorsing it. I just... I That's what the tea leaves would suggest.
1: I think um, there's a lot of players that you and I would not normally go after that we're going to have to have hard conversations about, especially over these next couple of weeks as we Head into the off season, And the player that has come up the most, and I'm sure you've seen this, has been Artemi Panarin just constantly. Um, was invisible. There's like no way to sugarcoat this. Was totally invisible this entire series. So much so that they demoted him, but didn't demote him, whatever, however you want to say it. But couldn't create, had lazy plays, and is just, it's one of the most mind boggling things I've seen. Because Panarin's one of my favorite players to watch of all time. He's a joy to cover. He's so fun. He's so talented. And he's a walking point most nights. There's almost, there's like, it's, it's, you're almost more likely to see, if you go see Panarin at the garden, you're more likely to see a multi point night than him scoring no points. That's insane. Now that I've said all that, he has had two playoffs in a row where he just is completely no showed. With the exception of the game seven goal versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I think he was hurt last year. Again, to clarify, this series was just a pathetic showing, and maybe it was he was trying too hard. Maybe it was in his own he was in his own head. But when you pay a player like Panarin the big bucks, you do big bucks being eleven point six million, which I know is a reliever salary in the MLB. I understand that, but he is your cap hit. He is your number one star outside of Igor Shesterkin. And if you want to make the case, Adam Fox, and to have him play like he did in this series, similar to how a lot of Devils players played, by the way, a lot of stars, Brat, Meyer, et cetera. But Panarin has to show up; he has to, and he didn't. He didn't show up for one game. Can you remember? Can you can you think of one good Panarin play this this entire seven game series? It's been really really hard.
2: I don't know. Game two was so long ago. I know. Truly, really, I I don't know. Panarin conversation is hard. Because I still think, I still think many people are dancing around the point and not on the point, where the like the Rangers need Artemi Panarin to be that guy. I don't think that means that he can't be that guy, and I think that's the philo- philosophical difficult question people are going to be wrestling with this off season. First of all, you can't move him. And I think that's, it's not even like a, it's not a can't from a, what would they do without him standpoint. It's a can't from a, still the National Hockey League and he's making north of 11 million standpoint. Oh, and by the way, he's got a no move clause. So like, he's going to be a New York Ranger. So instead of trying to wrestle with how to get him off the books, I think we just need to admit that like, you have to find the people that accentuate him. And we know Ryan Strom. They had a special connection. All that's great and good, but Strom was lacking in areas that the Rangers needed to
1: upgrade from. And I yeah, just and like Strom also had like a bum hip in the last playoff series.
2: Yeah. So you know, if it's not going to be Zibanejad, listen, you gotta, you, you have to spend a significant portion of next regular season seeing if it's going to be Phil Edel. You just have to. You extended Heedle. You gave Trocheck plenty of run with Panarin, and sure, you can give them. More run next year, too. It's not like more time together is going to be a bad thing for them. It'll just help further prove an answer to a question. But listen, you're invested in Phil Heedle. We know Phil Heedle likes to shoot. And we know Artemi Panarin thrives when he's playing with guys who are net hungry. So put him next to Heedle and see what happens. I think it's a combination that could work. It's just the Rangers added so many players at the deadline this year that they didn't this, I, again, this, this is not the reason the New York Rangers lost in the playoffs. I don't want to present it as such, but by adding so many players, we lost that period in time where the Rangers could have done what the Colorado Avalanche do so well, which is mix and match pieces they currently have, just in case of an emergency, just to see what works, just to see if they have backup options to lean on in the playoffs. It's what led them to a cup last year when so many people were getting hurt. And the Rangers, they, they just didn't... have have that time because they were either playing shorthanded or they were trying to find combinations with the new guys that they couldn't experiment with the guys that they already had. But I think it's pretty clear that something isn't there with the people Panarin is playing with in the postseason. I don't know if it's because he's deferring too much. It sure feels like that sometimes. So maybe if you put him with a guy that he doesn't have supreme confidence in deferring to... It'll force him to be more aggressive on the puck, but again, like this is a conversation you have ideally before you're eliminated from the playoffs. Obviously, I,
1: ideally, it. I'm kind. Of, I'm not speechless. It's like I'm not even mad, Greg. Like I, I'm not mad at the Devils. I think they were the better team. I didn't think they were dirty or anything like that. I'm just disappointed in what, what I believe is probably the most talented roster on paper you'll ever see as a New York Ranger fan. And to have, you know, people are going to have to get paid now pretty soon. And when people get paid talent goes and calendar Miller's got to get paid. Lafreniere's got to get paid. Kako's got to get paid. And we're going to start having those conversations again of like what, what Kako and Lafreniere can be. And I think Kako has become a legitimate bonafide right wing top six player in the NHL. Is he a star? No. But is he below that? Yes. Could he still become a star? Yeah. Look at Chris Kreider. Kakko's still like a child. Uh, he could. He could. Be, he can develop into a uh, into a hell of a player. Lafreniere still a lot to see. Heedle signed for four years. That's awesome. I think he's gonna. He can have those spurts where he can just take over games, and he could be a two C. Great. But there's gonna be so many questions about this roster, and what I think we'll look back at this, and this is the part that sucks the most, Greg. I, I said about this earlier. The Bruins were out. Lightning are out. And the pathway is right there for you to the Stanley Cup final. And let's be honest, you and I—we know they could beat that Canes team. I expect the Devils to fucking smoke that Canes team. If they don't, I have no idea what to think about hockey. But I think they're going to smoke them in five games. I think it's going to be over quick. And if that's the case, you had it. This is this is why this opportunity's hurt so much. You had a very talented roster. The Bruins and the Lightning are gone. And you couldn't beat a Devils team that just, like, you couldn't, <laughs> is, is starting a rookie goaltender that's 22 years old, and they raced you out of the building twice. That sucks.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Um, There's not a ton to say about the Things that actually transpired in this series that we haven't already said, like there isn't a new revelation I had tonight, correct?
1: Yeah, but people haven't listened to BSBOTs, I understand. Um, well,
2: first of all, you need to get BSBOT because the game six won electric. That the only good thing that happened from this game series going seven, <laughs> it's not even about anything, anything that happened, not even that, about the Rangers, so not even close. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I said one word that's logical. It. <laughs> uh, but all timer and Helps ease the burden a little bit for people. Um, I do think... I think there's going to be an Alexi Lafreniere conversation this summer, Ryan. I do. I, I, I was getting the feeling as the game was going on, just because you start you start doing the mental math, you start thinking about who is going to be here and who isn't going to be here. And the only player that the Rangers could reali- are realistically at a fork in the road with, it feels like it's Alexi Lafreniere. And... I I don't know. It's an interesting question because say you do want to trade Lafreniere. The real problem with a potential trade of Laf is like the player you would want to acquire for him. You probably can't afford financially anyway. And you're not trading Alexi Lafreniere. If you're the New York Rangers, you can't afford to trade Alexi Lafreniere for futures. So like, is the Ranger blockbuster trade, laugh Goodrow, and a first? But what do you get? Like, what do you get that legitimately helps you? Like, is it one year of Alex
1: DeBrincat? That's not enough.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. Here's the thing, though, Ryan. It, it, it's easy for us to say it's not enough because Alexis Lafreniere still has a mountain of talent, still right. extremely young, still has plenty of time to become a star in the National Hockey League. At the same time, we also know that NHL GMs are pretty fucking shallow. They're kind of just looking at the surface. That's
1: they true. They see
2: what they see. And, the, and with Alexi Lafreniere, the resume in terms of what he's done in the National Hockey League, outside of being the number one overall pick and having a lot of prospect hype, it's not that deep, Ryan. So I can say to you that including Alexi Lafreniere in a trade for an Alex DeBrincat, who I think has one more year of restricted free agent eligibility... I said he won't extend in Ottawa. Um, I could say that one year of the breakout for Laugh, Goodrow, and draft pick is bad business by the New York Rangers. But I think an NHL GM would tell you the Senators are giving up too much.
1: That's insane. And I think you might be right where it's the control on Laugh isn't, you know, what is he going to get paid on his on his next contract? The points have not been there. The production has not been there, and I don't want to. I don't want to shit on Laugh because I. Don't, I think he's one of like the few. I don't. Even, I don't think he was good this series, but I also. I. I wish. I wish your number one overall pick would do something in a series like this, right? And I'm. I and again, Niko Heischer sure didn't do really anything for the Devils either, uh, so. Uh, yeah, I don't
2: know. I, I don't. I don't buy that sure I. I saw the shots. That guy played amazing two way hockey, and he had five assists.
1: He also uh, forced a power play uh, when I just yeah, got so there first. Yeah, catch,
2: so catch me outside with any of the, he sure had a bad series. He didn't score a goal. That didn't mean he had a bad series. Like yeah. Timo Meyer had a bad series. Timo
1: Meyer had a bad series, that's for sure.
2: And then he died.
1: Yes, Truba killed him. Clean hit, by the way. Yeah, um, it didn't mean shit, but yeah. Didn't mean anything. Uh, Agreed. It, it, there is to be so many hard and interesting conversations. I just I don't know what to do with Panarin. I think uh, people are gonna start turning on him. Uh, They already have. Like, I I can't believe Adam Fox had a bad game. It's like shocking. It's it's just like what just happened. Like when Adam Fox made that giveaway, and then they end up scoring when they're on the like where the Rangers are on the power play. So deflating. It's like how like Fox, you are a god. Like you are you are not supposed to be like you can't do that. Like, and I don't know if it was because he was just exhausted from. And that's that's an excuse. Of course, it's an excuse, but I don't know if he was just exhausted from playing the minutes he have he has over the past, I don't know, two months. I I flash back to that time Molly came on the podcast and we talked about like playing shorthanded and how that is really exhausting for Adam Fox, uh, and you kind of saw it tonight. And I, I I don't know if the culmination of all those moments go to just that one moment, and that's what it leads to, or it's just a dumb mistake. But it's just a mistake you don't see Adam Fox make. So, we have so many questions going into next year. You know, who's staying? Who's going? Is Nico Miko a ranger? Probably not. Is Zach Jones that spot? But I don't know. Is he big enough? Is it Matthew Robertson?
2: Depends on the coach.
1: Yeah. Depends on the coach. Who's the coach?
2: <laughs> yes. I, well, if Dolan... We have heard that Dolan has a pretty significant soft spot for Andrew Burnett. Yep. And we heard that during the season... Yep. Well, I'll tell you this series didn't do anything to put those claims out.
1: It didn't. I I I think uh the Quinville rumors are kind of bullshit, if I'm being honest. Um
2: You only the only way Quinville shows up if Drury is also out the door. I truly believe that.
1: I don't because think Drury I, lets that happen.
2: Exactly. I think Drury would see that as a um <clears throat> I think part of the reason he was so against Burnett in season is because he knew that would be a Dolan pick. And he would feel kind of like if it doesn't go well with Burnett, his job might be on the line. But there would almost be no point to Drury if you bring in Quenville. And I think Drury knows that. So I don't think if Quenville is here, I, I think it's only because Drury is gone. Also, god damn it. Like, can we please fucking not? I, yeah. I, I Can we please
1: not, Rangers? Yeah,
2: I just I just fucking don't. Man. I don't want to, man. It it just No and that's all I'm gonna to say to it. I, I I don't even want to engage in a conversation about it. Like, just fucking don't, don't. Yeah, we've had to talk about so much shit that we don't want to talk about, just because like we understand what this show mainly is. Fucking don't. <laughs> it, it's just, just don't a it. light. It's a it's a life conversation where like if you own a sport franchise, you shouldn't want that conversation. It's such an easy PR layup. To simply do something different.
1: Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break, and then I want to come back and talk more about Chris Jury. Uh, quick break. Listen to Tick Pick. We're going to tell you about where to buy tickets to other sports that are not hockey. So the New York
2: Mets are playing baseball. You may they,
1: have heard. They are. Ever heard of them? Uh, well, so we'll be right back. Transition. Look, this might be the most depressing ad read I've ever done, but Tick TickPick is still awesome. I don't really care what you guys say. There's no more Rangers playoffs, but there's plenty of sports to go to. Yankees games, Mets games, Nicks playoffs, there's a lot. So if you want to use TickPick, it's very simple. Download the app, TickPick. It's great. You can see all the prices, top to bottom, with value scores, A-plus deals. You can see what's cheapest. And the best part, guess what? When you check out, no fees. That's right. The price you see is the price you get on TickPick. And if you'd like to, you can use the promo code Shirts. You know, that Ranger team that used to used to like watch playing. Blue shirts at checkout. And they'll give you an extra discount. So, uh, check out TickPick. Again, no fees. The price you see is the price you get. That's my favorite part. I'm going to use it to go to baseball games now. Because I don't know what else to do. I'll be attending other events in my local area. Because the Rangers aren't playing anymore. Because they truly disappointed me one more time. But you know what never disappoints me? TickPick. Because I always get the best value. On all my ticket purchases, again promo code blue shirts when you check out. We'll see you guys there. And we're back. Uh, Greg, Chris hey, Drury,
2: that guy.
1: Now that we're back from commercial break, um, I guess I. It's funny. I don't really put a lot of blame on Chris Drury here. Look like at all. Nope.
2: Yeah. I don't either. I don't either. Again, I. Even if the cane move. Was unnecessary Well the Rangers aren't even giving up a first round pick in that deal now So You gave up a second round pick You didn't give up Nick uh, Zach Jones You didn't give up a prospect of significance it, Even if it was superfluous It was just like Fine I if, if the biggest knock on Chris Drury is he did He added a guy he didn't need to add Like again The New York Rangers didn't lose this series because they had Patrick Kane. And the alternative to Patrick Kane was simply not trading for anyone. So it's not like the Rangers missed out on a guy that they desperately needed in this series. Um, Because I I think some people... It takes... Timo Meyer having such a bad series takes this thing out of the will that the Rangers could have just gotten Meyer. The Rangers got Vlad Tarasenko. That was the guy they identified, they traded for, and they prioritized. I got to tell you, Vlad Terasek was really good for the New York Rangers. And he was pretty good in the playoffs, too. So, I like the guy Drury wanted and that Drury targeted full marks. Nico Mikula, fantastic fit for the New York Rangers. Honestly, I,
1: I loved the Nico Mikula experience. Yeah,
2: it's going to stink that he's not going to be able to come back. But I get it. Like, he's going to get paid. Um, I'd expect something north of three. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the first number is four, just because I think people are Going to react to the sample size he got with the Rangers, especially playing tough minutes with Adam Fox, too. Um, yeah, he's he's getting bank. if he somehow comes back super cheap, Ryan. No complaints, fucking love him.
1: Yeah, I love the guy, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think he gets. I don't know if he goes with the four, I think it's like 2.5 two years, maybe something like that. Good for oh, him. I, I, think, I
2: think it's at least three by three minimum.
1: Get paid, man. Go get your bag.
2: There just aren't that many free agents this year, so you got to
1: pay somebody. That's, that's the true. way the NHL works. That's true. Free agent class is super weak, and that's why Vlad's going to get five years. Uh, yeah, there there will be a team that gives Vlad five years, six million. Probably, I believe it. Yeah, I do too. Why? Why wouldn't you? That's why Tarasenko. Like he's going to produce for you. I know he's had like some iffy injuries and off seasons and all that stuff, but it's all still there. Everybody, he can still do it. So. I don't blame Chris Drury. It's, uh, I still think he's one of the better GMs in the league. I think Chris Drury is in for the long haul here um, in terms of these next two or three years are going to be really interesting for the Rangers. I know you hate windows, and I'm not talking about windows. I want to make sure that's clear. But the Rangers are still going to try and win as much as possible. And you should, especially when you have Igor Shesterkin and Adam Fox. Everything else kind of doesn't like matter. You have Igor Shesterkin and Adam Fox, and you as long as you get to the dance, those two players, especially Igor. I know that you don't want to hear about Adam Fox right now if you're listening, especially the way he played tonight. But he's still he's his numbers going up in the Raptors. Everybody, he's fucking amazing. So he's had a bad game. I get that. Igor is still here. You're and Drury's going to have to carefully and trickily maneuver this roster over the next couple of years to make one more run. Like this could have been the year. This should have been the year they made the run. Because guess what? The East isn't getting any weaker. And this Devils team is going, is going to be around for a while. So are the Hurricanes.
2: Well, unless Brett and Meyer leave, which is well, well within the realm of possibility.
1: That's true. Both of them could. Both of them could. But even then, I don't think you know Hughes is going to be around. He's going to shit in our cereal for a long time.
2: Sure, sure. Um, I don't think the East long term is as tough as you are making out to be. I will say that the Bruins Bergeron can't play forever. There's already questions about whether he's coming back next year. Marshan is getting older as much as we love guys like McAvoy and Pasternak, like shit. The New York Rangers have Zibanejad and Fox. And it's not like they're winning everything either. Um, They're going to have to, it sounds like they're going to have to make a goalie decision this off season. Uh, The lightning, they're getting older um, Hedman is already not being playing like Hedman. Vasilevsky isn't quite Vasilevsky anymore. The Leafs feel like they're always some kind of t- stubbed toe away from catastrophe. So who the fuck knows what's going on there? The Hurricanes will never take seriously. And yeah, like the Devils, they're going to be a problem if they keep this core together. They got to keep the core together, though. And I, it's a, it's a reasonable if, um, but still, like like I said, this offseason, if people are expecting widespread changes to this lineup, I think you're going to be greatly disappointed. You've already locked up Heedle. You're not trading Trochek. You're not trading Zibanejad, Kreider. You're not trading Trubas. Hate to break it to you. You're not trading Panarin. Hate to break it to you again. Um, you're not trading Fox. Like, if you're expecting the only guys the Rangers could realistically trade right now they could probably get something. They could get something big for Kako, but again, what can you get? You can get something with Lafreniere, but again, what can you afford? Ryan Lindgren. I, we've already seen what this team is like without him. And as much as you and I wouldn't want to give him a long-term extension, we just understand his importance to this team. And you're never trading Igor. So, like, I, I think the. The overwhelming theory is last year's playoff run, while it ended in a way we didn't want it to end, you could at least see the mountains still ascending. You still had hills to climb. You still had milestones to reach. And I think a big problem with this offseason, with this core, is like, even like Trocek was a surprise last year. We weren't expecting the Rangers to make that big. We were, we were
1: begging them not to do it <laughs> But like It was begging nice
2: that them. they did it But like you Don't have the A big reason we didn't want them to do it is We acknowledged the Rangers had one year's worth of room Which is fine You don't have that room So like it, it's hard It's hard for me to say the Rangers are still Climbing Like now it feels like they've At least
1: plateaued Oh this was the peak my friend
2: yeah, so like, and again, it's not to say the Rangers are going to take a step back next year. The large majority of this roster will be back, and that includes a lot of star players that will get this team into the playoffs at minimum. But again, we weren't exaggerating when we were saying stuff like, this is the best 18-player roster the Rangers will ever ice in likely the next 5 to 10 years. No, if, still Rangers, if the Rangers
1: through. win a cup, it's with a much less talented team. That is based around Igor e. Shesterkin and plays a certain style of hockey. Yep. Yep. That is exactly it. It's it's. Um. Right now it's eleven twenty one p.m., May first, and 40, 40 minutes till my mom's birthday. Congratulations, mom. Um. What time does Drew get fired? Twelve o two. Uh. I don't think he's the uh, coach the on Friday. Do the Knicks win game two? The back page theory?
2: Not just that. It's like, how distracted is Jim?
1: Yeah, I don't know what James is doing. I think... Um... If the Knicks win game two,
2: I can see Drury doing like a, hey, let's wait until the end of the postseason to really make a move. Or let's let's at least wait until... The Devils are out because it's not like anyone's going to talk to Burnett right now anyway.
1: So, like, I, I think he's out on Wednesday. That's my, that's my gut feel.
2: It feels early for me. Took Sutter a couple of days to get fired in Calgary. They that's Let the fair. GM go first.
1: Not letting the GM go in this situation.
2: No. Um, I don't think he gets fired before exit interviews, at minimum. And that's not going to happen, I don't think, before Wednesday. I think he makes it to the weekend say Monday news dump potentially potentially at the earliest.
1: Rangers Monday.
2: That's yeah. interesting. I got fired on a Monday. That's after true. After a weekend of thought and about 4 days, 5 days, 6 days of being eliminated from well, I mean, they didn't even make the
1: playoffs. So like nope. took a couple weeks. Yeah, it took, it took some time. It's just so weird. This whole this whole series was Crazy. The first two games, the Rangers look unbeatable, world beaters. The way they were supposed to, we all expected them to look in this playoffs. Then game three is tight, buttholes clenched. Everybody's like, "All right, the Rangers know if they win that game, they win the series." And then it goes to overtime, fifty-fifty coin flip. They end up losing. Think they think they had they had plenty of chances to win that in the power play. And game four happens, they get out hustled. Game five, a pathetic showing. Game six, they win, honestly, I was there really easily. Really easily. It was a game where I, I never felt nervous once the Rangers were up 3-1. I was like, oh, this game's over. Devils are lifeless. And then tonight, from the jump, from the jump, the moment go, the moment that word said go, the Devils were all over the Rangers, all over them. And it, it, I felt the entire game, they had no chance to win. Unless they had some magical power play. And were able to score some fluky ass goal. Uh, and they had they had the opportunity. They had three power plays in the first period. Nothing. Nothing with a power play of Panarin, Mika, Vlad, Grider, and Adam Fox. That is sad. There's no other way to say it. And if it wasn't for the... Craig, this is a story that won't even get fucking remembered this year. Because the Leafs won. The Bruins are out. And the Tampa Lightning are dead. And those are bigger stories than the Rangers losing to the Devils.
2: Yeah, and again, like, before this series started, I think the casual hockey fan would have said it was a 50-50 series. So it's not even... I think non-Ranger fans and non-Ranger media is going to be kind of non-plus that the Rangers are out. I, I think that most people saw it being a series that will be won in the margins. And the Devils won it in the margins. Emphatically, in their defense. But, like... It would have been a story if the Rangers got swept or lost in five. It would have been a story if the Devils got swept or lost in five. But it went seven. And anything can happen in a game seven. So I feel like the right team won, but it was enough of a 50-50. Like the Devils were favored going into the series. I know you and I didn't put a lot of stock into it. But that would indicate that at least a small majority of people outside of our inner New York ranger fandom and circle, you know, valued what the devils did this year. And for all the right reasons, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it'll be a bigger deal in our ranger mindset, just because we've been talking about it for so long. And there were so many stakes that we felt the rangers put on themselves. But I, I don't think a lot of people outside our
1: just, Insane really psychopath circle
2: Insular timeline Expect the Rangers don't Probably don't even think the Rangers need to do a lot of things differently Like they'll probably expect A coaching change And they'll probably expect One big transaction in the summer But I'd, I'd be surprised If like the Elliott Friedmans and Jeff Merricks Of the world feel like the Rangers need A significant Overhaul in order to get to the Promised Land because many people Are still going to say they have a Vezna-caliber goalie, a Norris-caliber defenseman, three other really good defensemen. A, I mean, how many times did you hear media, national media types calls the a one of the best two-way centers in the league who should be up for Selkie nominations? They still think Artemi Panarin is one of the greatest fo- a wingers in the league, and they're probably right. They still have the Trochecks, the Criders, the, um, the kids. Like, I don't think a national media type is going to come out and say Wow Rangers need to do something significant here In order to be there I just think I think the New York Rangers As, as terrible as they played In these last five games Are still like Again they played so poorly And they are a roll of the dice away from Advancing in these playoffs And that's because They have someone like Igor Shesterkin in net And it, listen We said this with Hank Shit's still true As long as you have the goal You can figure a lot of shit out on the fly they didn't have a coach that could um, I don't have faith that they'll find one By the way uh, I, That's not an endorsement of Gerard Gallant That's just my consistent take On what actually qualifies As National Hockey League head coaches So Yeah I. I it sucks It's not great I'd rather be previewing a Kane C- series tonight Me too um, But I can't sit here and say that the Rangers deserve to advance They didn't I just don't deserve think to they did.
1: You want to hear a quote from Drug Gallant?
2: No, but I think we should.
1: Yep, this is uh, Vince is reporting this on his Twitter. It's, uh this is a Glant on uh, the talent not coming through as he expected. Talent doesn't mean a thing. You've got to play together and work together. I love to have talent, but you have to have the work ethic and more forecheck and stuff like that. Drug Glant?
2: Yeah, he just doesn't know shit.
1: That's your job, buddy.
2: Yeah. I get it. I mean, I know what he's saying. Like he's saying great players should be able to do great things and carry your team. Uh, That's also admitting you don't have to coach this team, which means you don't need to be here, buddy. Like it's essentially saying I did not play a role in the outcome of this series. My players didn't do what they needed to do. Nothing I could do about it. Cool, man. Then uh, see you later. Try that speech on somebody else. The flames need a coach. Sure you can do well there. You could be reunited with Huberdo, but
1: I think it. I think there is like the slightest of slight chances that Gerard Glant could stay on this team, but only if Dory hates literally every option out in there on the market. There's no one else. That's the only way. Like Mike Sullivan's not available, right? Nope. So
2: Well, at least not yet. Probably won't be, I'd imagine. I'd imagine he won't be. Yeah, I just like I don't know, man. That's the thing. We we like, have this discussion if, all the if time. If Sutter
1: was a, like, if if they hire Sutter, like I'm not going to. That's interrupt. not.
2: It's not a helpful. That that's barely a sidestep
1: in my eyes. <laughs> it's This is the same shit. Like, what are we doing?
2: Burnett, I could at least talk myself into it. I'm not a huge yeah. fan. I think he's more similar to Gallant than he is some kind of White Knight riding in and and really doing something different with his team. Like he was given a great hand in Florida and then did nothing in the playoffs. Um, and he'd be given a great hand in New York But he'd have to do something in the playoffs I'm at least open to Burnett because he's young And I, I don't think he's afraid of trying Ideas out with stars like, I, I don't think he's phased by that At the same time like I could say that Gerard Gallant Does not deserve to be the New York Rangers head coach next year I could also say that It's at least a 93% possibility The guy the Rangers bring in will not be better That's not, again, not an endorsement. I'm not saying he should stay. I think the Rangers are better off at least trying something different because it's insanity to keep him and expect things to just be different with him here. So he's reached his ceiling. Like, if he can't do it with this roster, he ain't doing it. I I don't see a, a point to keeping him here just to qualify for the playoffs again. The Rangers don't need the playoff gate that badly. To simply say, this guy can get us there. That's enough. So, if you've reached your ceiling with a guy, I'd rather fire him and be wrong about the next guy than simply hoping the guy who can't do
1: it suddenly does it. I think you said it perfectly.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty good at that, I know. I've been doing this a long time.
1: It has been a long time. God. I... There's a couple losses, and I think it's worth since we're just in the the misery pits, right? There's a couple losses that stick out to me, at least in general, as a Ranger fan over the past decade. And Ottawa game six, probably the one that hit me the worst. It hit me the hardest. Maybe it's because I was younger. Maybe it's because I still had more hope. And I just thought it was like the last chance Hank had. That one hit really hard. The one that, that hits me the most is 2015 against the Lightning, of course. Game 7, misery. And it feels very similar to this Devil series again. Tonight's loss, I'm not furious. I'm just baffled. I just thought this team, if you were going to lose, you were going to lose the way the Bruins did, which was tie game. You each scored three goals in overtime against a good team. And if I felt at least that the Devils showed up and we we both played a great game and they edged us out on the margins, I would love to come on here and tell you, man, that Devils team's pretty fucking good. That's great. I think this Rangers team had all the talent in the world. They just couldn't figure it out, and we lost on the margins. And that was just not the case, man. Four of these games, three of these games really, the Rangers were beat. Beat up and down. Every aspect of the game, special teams, five on five, passing. With the exception of, like, some hitting, which doesn't count on the score sheet at all. Um, So I'm not sad. I, I'm sad, sorry. I'm not furious. I just don't, I feel like a loss, like a lost puppy. I, I don't know how to describe it otherwise.
2: Well, I think I I texted this with someone the night. It, it is an easier loss to swallow because it just wasn't close. Like, they lost 4 nothing, and that underlined everything we watched on the score sheet. Like, if the Rangers lost a 3-2 game, and it was chippy down to the wire, I think we'd be exhausted, tired, out of words, and upset. They lost so thoroughly that this podcast feels a little easier to be like, alright, they sucked. How do we go on from here? You know what I mean? Like... The way the, the way the Mets lost the 2015 World Series, where they blew four different games, that's fucking hard to live with. This series, overtime game three, is the only one where, like, anything can happen when you go to overtime, the Rangers were up two-nothing, blah, blah, blah. But, like, games four, five, and seven, the New York Rangers lost games they should have lost those nights.
1: Non-competitive.
2: Non-competitive, well, especially game five. But, like...
1: Oh, the Game correct, 5 was disgusting.
2: The correct teams won Game 5, uh, Games 4, 5, and 7. So, like, in hindsight, Game 3 now feels different for sure. But you're fucking... Anyone who comes out here and says, Oh, when the Rangers lost Game 3, I knew it was over. The fuck you did. The Rangers won the first two games by a combined score, 10-2. to And they lost a 50-50 overtime game at home in Game 3. The fuck you thought the series was over after game three. If you want to try and claim that card after game four, I'd at least entertain it. But just, you're you're full of shit, and I don't know why you're lying to yourself if you think, like, no, no, I knew after, at the end of game three. I knew. I knew the team didn't have it in them. No fucking way. Come on, guys. Eat like, shit. Like, I, I no, don't... you
1: just hate sports, then. <laughs> you hate your sports.
2: Yeah, too. you're just like, you just at that your point, shit. you're just like, I, I, I just want to be, the, you want to be able to be the first to say you did something. But you're a fucking
1: idiot. I, I I don't have a lot of like. I think I learned a lot in this playoffs about sports like, fandom. Yes. Yeah, people and just love being. It's
2: it's it's a, so- it's a competition to be first to say I was right about something being wrong.
1: But first of all, do you know how, like you could never say you could like it's I don't know how to describe this, but if you say a team is good, like you're you're wrong no matter what. <laughs> like I still think the Rangers were a really good team. Yep. They were really, like. Again, the most talented we've seen. It's a botched situation. A failure. Like this, We we described what would be a failure. This is one of them. They failed. That sucks. Their team was still good. Had a lot of talent. Could make the opportunity. And I think if in a different matchup, they win this first round series. But the Devils beat the hell out of them because they were a bad matchup. And honestly, it wasn't even bad. It went to game seven. Game seven. It's not like they got blown out. But in sports fandom, like if you say a team is good, it's like a hot take. It's like, I don't know why this is hot. <laughs> but if you if you're the first person to say, "Actually, I knew my favorite team sucked." What? What are we doing? I don't understand. Greg, uh we've done 52 minutes. Uh I think that's enough. Any final points you want to make before we get out of here?
2: Uh no. No, I think we'll have plenty of time this summer to continue to hit a lot of these points home. Um yeah, I. it sucks. Uh, I, I know you and I didn't expect the first round exit, again, especially after where we were at the end of game two. Yep. Um, at the same time, like, again, it, it does feel easier talking about this size of a letdown because they were just so clearly not the better team on the ice. That I, I don't have a what-if or regret for this, even like I did... I think that the Lightning played a lot of great games after game three, but at least in game three, like, that's a point where we were up 2-2 and had a chance to go up 3-0 in that game. So it feels like anything could have been different there. But, like, the, these, ever since game three of this series, the New York Rangers didn't give me a lot of opportunities to feel like this could have been different if X. And um, I think that's a huge indictment on how the New York Rangers ended their season.
1: Agreed. Sad way to go out. Uh, lots to talk about this off season, And uh, hey, if you don't, I think this is important to say, if you don't chill with us for the offseason, uh, appreciate you chilling for the, the seasons because uh, we've gotten a lot bigger over the years and it's been a wild ride. Uh, meeting a lot of you, hanging out with a lot of you, talking to a lot of you. It's been really, really cool. So appreciate you supporting us throughout the season. Uh, if you're new to this, we don't stop. That's actually the most unfortunate part is that Greg and I will be back next Monday and the Monday after that and the Monday after that and the Monday after that to talk about this team throughout the entire offseason some way one way or another whatever topic of the week comes up we'll be here so uh love you guys appreciate that and uh we'll talk to you soon bye hey it's the end of the show um just recorded I'm actually going to get the Patreon up here as we go just recorded, like, uh, I don't know, saddest, one of the saddest episodes of Blue Church Breakaway. Um, and I think it's really important to take some time here to talk about, you know, you, you're not happy listening to this, but I appreciate that you are. Uh, and the reason I say that is because at the end of every show, I usually read a bunch of names of um, <laughs> of people who support the show, and I mispronounce all their names. And I'll do it again today, but... Uh, At the end of the show, I want to take some time to thank all these people. You know, I've met met so many awesome people by doing this. And while a night's like tonight where the Rangers um, totally shit the bed, there's no other way to say it and end their season and possibly throw away a cup run. It's nice to remind myself that I do this for a reason. And uh, I do this for fun. I do do this for fun. And one of the funnest parts, if I'm being honest with you, is that I get to meet so many of you cool people uh, and interact with so many of you cool people. I've made, I've literally gone to weddings from this stupid ass podcast. I've made lifelong friends from this podcast. I text with like 15 of you on a regular basis. Um, and it's just been awesome. So while the Ranger season's over, um, we're still going all year round as we always do, covering this team because all of us have this passion and I, we all look forward to, and I know you don't wanna hear it. But that day when it does happen, that day when it finally goes down, it's going to be amazing. And to think about it, tonight makes me want to cry. It makes me want to throw up. Um, but the day when it finally happens, I cannot wait to be with all of you. Just celebrating our fucking asses off. But for tonight, I want to thank everybody who supported us through this year and Blue Shirts Breakaway. Um, we always get our most support, obviously, as the playoffs come ar- come around, and uh, we do try and provide as much information as possible all year round. But new people always pop up during this time for obvious reasons. The Rangers are fun, like come hang, and then the rest of you psychopaths stay <laughs> stay for the summer of nonsense, and uh, would it be an extra long summer this time. So we have a couple months here. Uh, so without further ado, before I uh, before I read all these names. Uh, thank you for everyone who supported us. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to all our Patreon members of all levels, but especially the following people of which I will butcher their name. Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cotullo, Adam Keach, Alex Flynn, Alex Carter, Amber Cohensberger, Andrew Rahner, Anthony Gray, Anthony Moturo, Anthony Terragata, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Bill Olson, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Brett Granger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian, da- Brian Gallagher, Brian Doherty, Brian Mallon, Brian Gallagher, I read that already. Brian <laughs> Farrell, Cassidy Rollman, one of the best names of all time. Chris Finelli, uh, Chris Howard, Christian Stalwein, Conor Pedemich, Daniel Daniel Delaney, Daniel Dezan, David Nared, and David David uh, David Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Darian Eric Stagg, Gabe Valley, Garrett Reiners, Give Gardner cup, Greggy Fly, I, I'm Hayek. I, I'm gonna watch Miracle now. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. Handle Harrison Hasco, Hella Vanilla, Hippie Nine, Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, Jack Backley. James Masker, Jerry and Marquez, Jean-Jacques, Françoise, Jean-Jean, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Kestamon, Chris in Florida, Christoph Berg, Lara Ross, Le- uh, Leschik, Gro- Gronowski, Luigi Giordano, Matthew Kind, the legend himself, Meatball the Cat, Mike Bucklaw, Mike Manascu, Mike Pasternak, Nate Hannafie, pleasure meeting you, Nate, Nate Grover, Palms for President, Nicholas DiNicola, Other Slash, Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Pavel, Code... Drachev. That nah, terrible job, Pavel. Sorry. One day soon, buddy. Not tonight. PJ Sisparo, Pro World Gamer, Randy Tessard, Ryan T- Turk, Stigbo Box, Swingart, The, Tom, uh, the Drop BK, Tommy O'Neill, Tommy Dadeshi, Tommy Siclary, Tony Gregory, two first names, Tori from Manhattan, Vinnie Veracco, Vinnie Hay, Wayne E., Will Specter, and Winston the Golden Retriever. Oh, God. Thank you all. Appreciate it. I don't know how to feel. I'm going to process all these thoughts and emotions and uh, maybe we can talk about it in the off season. So we'll be back later this week with BSBOT. Lord knows what we will talk about for the final time this season. Love you
0: guys. Bye. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important, but then what should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at SandySpringBank.com. Member FDIC.